0: Greetings, my friend. Welcome back to the Fair Podcast. I'm Tom Vanderwell. It's Monday, start of another work week. Glad you joined us on this chapter day journey where we find ourselves in 1 Samuel 27. It was the first one that resonated. It said, but David thought to himself, one of these days I will be destroyed by the hand of Saul. The best thing I can do is to escape to the land of the Philistines. Today's podcast is entitled Purpose in the Pain. Yesterday, Wendy and I, along with our backyard neighbors, hosted a backyard cookout for over a hundred people from our local gathering of Jesus followers. It was awesome. We had a great time. Uh, And for the record, I still smell like a charcoal grill. Time to take a shower. Anyway, one of the many interesting conversations I had was about how God orchestrates his purposes for us, even through seemingly bad times. And in just chatting with people yesterday, I had a couple of, of individuals who related to me about how they could look back on difficult times in their life journey and see how God was using that stretch of road to orchestrate positive outcomes and divine purpose, even though it wasn't obvious to them in the moment. Well, today's chapter, David finally realizes that no matter what promise Saul makes, no matter what oath he swears, Saul will never stop trying to kill him. So David determines that his best option is to live among his nation's enemy, the Philistines. David knew that Saul could not risk the diplomatic crisis of invading Philistine territory looking for David. So David goes to Achish, king of the Philistines, and secures sanctuary for himself and his men. Now, the author for Samuel slips in two important facts regarding the continuing development of David's leadership and preparation for the throne in the year and four months that David lived among his enemies. First, I notice that the author mentioned that David's band of outcasts, misfits, and mercenaries is at 600. Now that's 200 more men than David started out with back in chapter 22. His private army is growing as David continues to develop his leadership skills. And these men are loyal to David, not to a particular nation. This eventually is going to serve David well when he finally ascends to the throne. He has a highly trained and experienced army who are fiercely loyal to him and not just tribal conscripts who will follow whoever happens to be sitting on the throne. The second fact is easy to miss for contemporary readers. But while living in Philistine territory, David and his men raid towns and people groups who were supposed to have been conquered during the conquest of the Promised Land, but were never successfully defeated. For the author's Hebrew audience, this is significant. Because David is finishing the job that the Hebrew tribes could not or would not finish after Joshua died. So in their eyes, this makes David a successor to their hero Joshua. Marking David once again as God's man for the job of leading the nation. It's in the quiet this morning. These observations reminded me of my conversations from yesterday afternoon. When David flees Saul and is forced to live among his enemies, I doubt he saw what God was doing in the grand scheme. In fact, I think it likely that David only felt like his prophesied ascension to the throne was only getting further and further away from becoming a reality. Ever been there? Yeah, me too. As I enter into another day... And a new work week, I'm reminded of a lyric from Psalm 112, which may have even been penned by David himself. Quote, even in darkness, light dawns for the upright. End quote. I hope it is a bright day for you wherever you find yourself on life's road, my friend. Have a good one. We'll be back here tomorrow.